Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Woven in Truth podcast. I'm Mallory. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I cannot wait to introduce you guys to my friend Jen Schultz, who's on the podcast with me. And wowza, you all are going to love her. Jen, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Oh, thanks for having me. This is my my first podcast. <gasps> really? <laughs> oh my it goodness. Is. I'm honored. Yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> oh man. Well, I just love I love your heart. I think that reflects so much in your writing and I'm I'm just excited to dig in more and get to share you with all of our listeners too. So we really appreciate you, you being know. here. Of course. Well, and as everyone's kind of trying to get to know you, but maybe you could hit us with some Jen Schultz fun facts. Like what would a perfect yeah. day be for you? <laughs> I feel like that's a very revealing question. So what do you, what do you think? What it would is. it be? You know, I, I actually get a full day to myself tomorrow, which is rare. Ooh, and lucky uh, duck. <laughs> I'm thinking through what, what am I going to do tomorrow now that I have <laughs> a free day? I, so I love to be near water. Yes. So if I get the chance, which follows, it, it flows really well with our topic today. Yes. How convenient. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Any chance I get to be near water. Mm-hmm. So if I, um, if I get the chance, I like to take a drive and go mm-hmm. to the beach or go to a lake or water or sorry, river, yeah. anywhere there's water nearby and just get some time with God. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love my family and I love getting time with them tomorrow. I'm going to have the day to myself, so mm-hmm. I won't have time with them, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, that they would be a part of a perfect day. Oh, nice. And, uh, probably a lot of trips to bookstores, <laughs> quirky bookstores where I can find like hole in the wall, book to read. like hole in I the wall, the ones? hole in the wall. Yes. Ones. yes. With all the, just the unique quirky books mm-hmm. or the, the quirky ones that they recommend or what I love those. I, I Ooh. love, I could explore bookstores all day. So, nice. or thrift stores. I do love thrift stores. Oh, you're too. a thrifter too. Oh, I'm definitely a thrifter. Yes. I do mm. not like paying full price for things. No, so. no, no. <laughs> there you go. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about watering well and kind of embracing process. And I'm thrilled with this topic and I can't wait to chat more. So basically I'll just hand it over to you and then I'll pop in later when I get too excited to stay quiet. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So I will just Interrupt let you. Interrupt anytime. Okay, I'm okay. Happy with that. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So basically, we, uh, we've been doing this series at church called Women in Training. We'll do it about once a month. And it's been such a good time for us just because um, pandemic quarantine, everybody's at home. It's just a great way to connect and be inspired and encouraged by the word of God and just hear it preached from other amazing women and, uh, just get that time together. It's been awesome. Um, our themes this spring were plant intentionally water consistently and bloom courageously. And I had the opportunity to share on the water topic, which is funny for me for a couple of different reasons. So first of all, the planting is, is exciting. It's the dreaming part. It's, you know, us waiting for God to work and for these amazing things to happen. We buy some seeds, we get this fancy expensive soil, we buy a cute little pot and we just get it all ready and we're all pumped up. So you get excited about the planting. The blooming is the celebration part. 
and everybody wants to celebrate. Everybody wants to say, look, I grew this. It's a flower or it's a cucumber. I grew it. You know, you get excited about that because you get to celebrate your progress. And then there's the watering that happens in between. And it's just not the most thrilling part. Like, who gets excited about the watering? People really don't get excited about that part. Um, and I definitely don't. <laughs> um, I do not have a green thumb. Me neither. I'm really bad at this watering stage. So I, um, I, I just always forget. Like, I see... <laughs> the plant and I'm like I'm gonna do this like I'm gonna grow something this time it's gonna happen or mm -hmm. I'll keep it growing this mm -hmm. time and then I think okay I should probably water that today but then I also think of like five other things that I need to do and I'll think okay I'll get back to it I'll get back to it so days later this poor little parched plant <laughs> is sitting there <laughs> and then I freak out and I overcompensate and I overwater this poor plant yeah. and then it's just a sad ending like there's just yeah. no way to win with mm -hmm. me and plants I just can't do it I've even killed succulents and succulents are supposedly unkillable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I've I've killed succulents so there you go I have no green thumb the watering <laughs> is not the glamorous part it's just not the part that I'm good at the being consistent about it I'm just not good at watering okay so it's funny that I ended up sharing for this lesson about watering consistently but as I started getting going about it um, I was looking at the Bible and just realizing that the Bible talks so much about water. So and first of all, there's baptism, right? In Romans 6, verses 3 through 4, we were baptized into Jesus's death and raised with him. That is the most incredible transformation we'll ever undergo. Mm -hmm. And it involves water. Well, maybe mm -hmm. not ever. Maybe someday when we become, you know, holy beings mm -hmm. and our bodies change and all of that. Maybe that will be the most amazing transformation. But here on this earth, the baptism is it. And, uh, and that involves water. Boring, mundane, old water is this incredible part of this incredible transformative process. Um, we have streams in the desert in Isaiah 35 verses 3 through 7. God comes to save us and water comes and refreshes. He, he, it's compared to water coming and refreshing a land that was once parched and dry and hopeless. And when I think about that scripture, I think about Moana because, of course, I'm a mom and we watch a lot of Disney movies. Oh, so yeah. I'm thinking about that scene <laughs> where, I mean, all you see is like lava and everything is just dead and sad and scary. And then Moana returns the heart of Defiti and all of a sudden just beautiful things start blooming. It's green. There's color. There's life again. And that's what I picture when I think about streams in the desert. I think about God coming to save the day with water in this parched dry place uh, in Isaiah 55 verses 10 through 11 it says the word reigns on the earth and the word always achieves God's purpose I think about living water in John 4 verses 13 through 14 it's when he is talking to the woman at the well who has just been trying to fill up on all these things and not able to find satisfaction not able to um, quench that thirst that she has inside. And Jesus speaks with her and tells her, you know, I can offer you living water. You'll never thirst with it. It's going to become a spring welling up to eternal life within you. I think about quiet waters. I shared earlier that I love being around water. Uh, it really mm -hmm. makes me feel connected to God. Mm -hmm. And I think about the scripture, Psalm 23, verses 2 through 3. He leads me besides, qui beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. 
I think about the parting of the Red Sea in Exodus 14, 29 through 31. I think about Jesus walking on the water in Matthew 14, 25 through 27. Jesus calming the waves in Mark 4, 39 through 41. Jesus turning water into wine, John 2, verses 7 through 10. Just think about all these these moments in the Bible that have to do with water, something that we can just think is so ordinary, so boring, so mundane. As I considered these verses, I realized miracles are happening in the watering. Miracles. There is something growing even if you can't see it because God is the one behind the growing. I realized there's actually a lot to be excited about in this stage of watering. We can appreciate the process that God has us in, and we can put on lenses of faith to see the transformation that is happening within us as we water. So even though it's hard, (laughs) I'm working on not disparaging the time of watering. It's a valuable time. Instead of thinking this is too boring, this is too mundane, I'm doing the same thing every day. I'm showing up, God, even though there's nothing to show for it. It's trusting that there's incredible transformation going on in this time. It's also really important to remember that all the miracles that happen are God's. We don't get credit for them. No amount of trying that we can do makes something grow out of the ground and eventually bloom a flower. I can't do it. (laughs) I wish I had the power to do that, but I can't. (laughs) But we do participate in the transformation and the miracles by showing up and by being obedient, by filling the can, stepping to the plant, and pouring the water. These are small acts of faith with hopeful expectation that change is happening even when we can't see it. That's how sanctification works. And that's something that I've been studying out lately, something that has been completely changing my perspective about my process and my walk with God. And if you're a perfectionist like me, you might have a hard time grasping it. (laughs) I, uh, so I used to believe that once I became a Christian, God's work was done. Almost like he was saying, I made you holy. Now you're on your own. Don't mess up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I got, I got baptized when I was 12 years old and somebody had told me that getting baptized was like going into an operating room and having all the sin removed. And then when you come out, you're clean and you're new and you're pure. And I loved that. But also somehow in my mind, I warped it to think that I am now this, this new, clean, pure being, I better stay clean and pure. Mm -hmm. I better not mess this up. Mm -hmm. Like if, if I mess up what God did for me, like I'll never be able to get it back. Mm. And so I was always living just with this fear, uh, for, for the first, like first short time I was like, okay, I can't mess up, can't mess up. And then I did. And then I messed up again. And then I messed up again. And I, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't keep it perfect. I couldn't keep that blank slate clean. And so then I got terrified. I was thinking, oh gosh, like, you know, what if people find out that I'm a big mess? What if people find out that I'm, I'm not that clean slate anymore? Um, I was just terrified of exposure. 
all of that, all of that thinking was not the way that God sees us. It was looking at sanctification as a one-time thing. And it's true that it is, it is one time, but it's also ongoing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bible actually tells us about this in Hebrews 10, 14, it says, for by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever. Those who are being made holy. So God has forgiven us of our sins and he continues to refine us. And we participate in this process. We make small acts of obedience and faith. We train and God transforms. So I wanted to dig a little bit more into embracing this process with God. Because again, this can be hard to grasp. It can feel like the little unseen daily things we do don't matter or add up. But regardless of whether we see it, God is working in us. So I came up with four ways to water well. And these ways, they all begin with P's, so they're easy to remember, hopefully. It's posture, practice, patience, and progress. The first one is posture, and it can mean two different things. Uh, on one, one hand, it's the way that you carry, about, carry yourself and the attitude that you can have about something. But it can also mean a false action for attention or achieving a certain effect. So you can kind of think about like maybe like a shady lawyer who's who's drawing attention to something else and making this really big argument about something that's actually not important in the case mm. you could say that he's posturing like <laughs> to the jury yeah 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 like he's he's trying to draw attention somewhere else that yeah. isn't important uh and that's it's a shady tactic but i think sometimes it's it happens um that's not what we're talking about here <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> don't do that um <laughs> What we're talking about is the way that you carry yourself and the attitude that you have about God. Mm -hmm. And our posture before God makes a difference in our practice and Mm -hmm. our process. You think about like what stands out to God in the Bible. What did he say stood out to him? Or um, maybe not in so many words, but but what was impressive to God in the Mm -hmm. Bible? I thought about David, who the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. I was looking at Psalm 18, verses 27 through 32, which says, You save the humble, but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. Something else that um, that God loves in the Bible, something that he esteems highly is faith. I was thinking about the bleeding woman in Mark 5, verses 25 through 34. And I love this interaction that Jesus has with her. I love that he sees her, that he feels compassion about her pain, and he uh, he he draws attention to her faith here. It says, a, a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body she was freed from her suffering. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And then finally, I thought about eagerness. 
I thought about, of course, the Bereans in Acts 17, 11, where it says, Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. These are ways that we can take on a posture before God that encourages him, that he loves. He loves to see these characteristics in our lives. He doesn't care so much about our resumes and the amazing things that we've done. He wants to see us humble before him. He wants to see us faithful and he wants to see us eager. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so cool because I think it posture has so much to do with like not what God wants to offer us, but what we're receiving just based on how Mm -hmm. we are holding ourselves. And and I think posture, I love that you brought this up. So I I was going to see if we can take a second to unpack Maybe the other side of this, because I think you brought up some amazing examples of what God esteems and what we want to shoot for. But what are some examples of maybe counterproductive postures? Like, how can we identify when we might want to reconsider maybe our our approach or whether that be like our attitude or I don't know, just even what we're looking for, all that stuff, because I think posture is so important. So I wanted to see if you could also hit on what are maybe some of the other postures that we might be holding that we don't even know. Like, you know, sometimes you have bad posture and you don't know it until somebody like says something <laughs> yeah. or you like, like, so true. like so I think true. the physical yeah. metaphor is a good one. Like if you just take a second and sit up straight and breathe deep and like lower your shoulders, unclench your jaw. You feel like a new woman, but, but you kind of needed someone to say like, Hey, try sitting up straight. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to add. Yes. And I just, yeah, she's like watching me. I'm literally doing it right now. I'm like, wow, I, yeah. my back feels amazing now. Um, as I'm like hunched over. So anyways, what are some, maybe at the other side of that, that would be helpful for us to just think through and maybe wonder like, Hey, what, what is my posture today? It's mm-hmm. a good question. I think. Uh, I know I've been considering a lot lately is what I'm doing self-serving or Mm. is it God centered? Is it spirit led? Mm. Is it more about serving others than it is about serving myself? Mm. And that can be a tricky one. I think, like you said, I can be in the middle of it and not realize I'm doing something for the applause or I'm doing something for the award that I Mm. hope to get afterward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that just takes, again, it's just an ongoing practice. It's an ongoing, um, asking questions, um, maybe noticing what you're, you're doing and what you hope to receive from it. Yeah. Like you were saying, you were talking about reception, um, receiving Mm -hmm. something, being in a position to receive, and it's like, what are you hoping to get out of that Instagram right. post? I spend a lot right. of time on Instagram. So I think about this a lot. <laughs> and what am I hoping to get out of this Instagram post? Am I hoping that people are going to applaud me or are they going to be looking to God mm, out of what I'm saying? That's so, good. Um, that's so good. What am I hoping to get out of my Bible study today? If I'm doing it for other people to see, am I, am I really doing it for mm-hmm. God or am I doing it? so that it's on display for others in some way. Um, I think that's something that I've been considering a lot lately is, is who is this for? Yeah. I think that's so good. And I think those, those seasons, not that we always want to be in a season of evaluation, but I do think it's good to go there when you're in kind of a, you know, like a safe space to do that and go "Hmm, like God, or, you know, even trusting the spirit, like when things are starting Mm -hmm. to feel really discouraging or clunky, it's Mm -hmm. like maybe God's trying to like 
help me like sit up straight, <laughs> like, mm. like metaphorically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe I'm like a little straight off novel. and I'm uncomfortable <laughs> because I, yeah, I think that that's, yeah. it's a good thing to examine and think about. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, for Thanks sure. for unpacking that with me a little bit. Yeah. The, uh, the next way to water well was to practice. And I liked looking up practice. I hadn't really thought about it before, but mm. it, the definition of it is an idea or a belief that you do in action instead of theory. And it's also a consistent exercise to achieve a certain result. And I really like that concept of it's some, some doing something in action instead of in theory. Like it's not just something <laughs> I believe and I tell people I believe it's something that I actually live out. Like walk the life. walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and then thinking about a consistent exercise to achieve a certain result, I was thinking about how you train for things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I only found this out recently. So we don't, we watch a lot of like streaming networks. We don't actually watch live TV very often. Yeah, so I only either. found out recently that we're doing the Olympics for 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Like I did not even realize that that totally (laughs) escaped me. Um, And I thought about that. I was thinking about how you don't just show up for the Olympics. Yeah. Like you can't just show up and be like, oh, I think I'm going to do gymnastics today. Me and Simone Biles, like we're going to be together. (laughs) Like, no, (laughs) you can't just show up and say you're going to do the Olympics. And you definitely can't show up and expect to get a medal at the end of the day. after You haven't been practicing. But what, I mean, what do you do to train for something? You show up, you're consistent, you have team and coach support, Mm -hmm. you do reps and drills, you memorize maybe. How do we train spiritually? Um, That's kind of what, what is this, this concept of practicing spiritually look like in real life? I was thinking about it as keeping in step with the spirit, growing Mm -hmm. in fruits of the spirit and setting aside acts of the flesh. That made me think of Galatians 5, 19 through 25, which says the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I love that. I love it. I That, that fruits of the Spirit prayer is one that is constantly... Uh, coming out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that prayer. I don't know how to word that. Mm-hmm. I am constantly praying that I can be exhibiting fruits yeah. of the spirit in my life. That yeah. is like the highest call for me mm-hmm. because that's who God is. He is love and joy and peace and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day that I get to, to practice, I'm trying to be more like that. That mm-hmm. is my training. Mm-hmm. And so keeping in step with the spirit means knocking out all those other things that we talked about and really going after this, these fruits. Yeah. Another way we train is participating in the divine nature and we keep growing. So second Peter one, five through eight says, is that right? 
That's funny. Yes, Second Peter 1, 5 through 8 says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then finally, offering yourselves as a living sacrifice and renewing your mind is another way that you can train. It's Romans 12 verses 1 through 2 that says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So God invites us to engage with him, to have a relationship with him, and to walk with him steadily. Mostly, uh, like we've already talked about, that means growing in spiritual fruit. It means continuing to offer yourself to God and his will and letting go of what isn't serving God. And those things, it's interesting because I, so again, as a perfectionist, I like checklists. I like things that are, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it to the best of my ability. Like, that's what I want. (laughs) I don't want you to give me something vague, like pursuing fruits of the spirit. So this is hard for me. (laughs) It's hard for me to embrace. Like, I'd rather you tell me I need to read for 30 minutes a day and I need to pray for 30 minutes a day. But I think that's the incredible thing is it's our personal relationship with God. It's going to look different for everybody. And so God isn't the type to give us a checklist or a test. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's he's saying, I just want you to grow in these things. I want you to keep walking with me. I want you to be humble and obey. Mm -hmm. And I love that you were talking about just even in Galatians 5, when he's like keeping in step with the spirit that the spirit in you like is unique to you. And I think like, yeah. obviously it's God, like in part of the Trinitarian yeah. community. So I'm not trying to like take, take away from that. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. like he's going to walk with you almost like a personal trainer. Like it's not this mm-hmm. like vague, like, okay, see how hard you can try. And maybe you'll, you know, like jump through right. these hoops. It's like, he literally just wants yeah. us to walk with him. And I just think mm-hmm. that that's so beautiful is like, yeah. And there's so much grace in that too. It's right. it's not an mm-hmm. effort, it's an invitation, which I think is so mm-hmm. cool. And, and as we practice and, and stay dedicated and devoted to that, he's not just like waiting on the other side of that. Like, I just think that's mm-hmm. really cool. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm so grateful that he doesn't just leave us to do it on our own. Um, I really, really did think that earlier, or, or earlier back in the day I really did think yeah, that yeah. and I'm so grateful that my understanding is changing he's transforming my mind so I see it differently the third way to water well is patience so God's timing is not our timing <laughs> if you haven't experienced that yet in life you probably will our timing is not the same as his our blooming may not happen on our schedule but part of going through the process is trusting the process. Uh, I was thinking about second Peter three verses eight through nine, where it says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slow slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And Second, I love this promise from God in Philippians 1 verse 6, 
being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. When things are so mundane and so boring or they're hard and difficult, this is a promise we can hold to is that he is still doing that good work in us. He's still transforming us. Even if we have nothing to show for it, Mm -hmm. we can keep showing up because we know that God is. Mm, I love that. And lastly, God is always working for our good. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. So these are promises that we can hold on to when we're not sure what's going on, when we can't see any results on our own timetable. And what can we do in the waiting? I love the song from the movie Fireproof that says, I will worship while I'm waiting. I will serve you while I'm waiting. I'll be running the race. There's a lot we can do in the waiting. Uh, Something I heard recently is you're never stuck. You can always do something. (laughs) Spiritually, you can always do something with God. Uh, And I want to put a plug in here. I know she's already been on this show, but Elizabeth Lang Thompson wrote an incredible book called When God Says Wait. And she also has a new book out, When God Mm -hmm. Says Go. When God Says No. She also has When God Says Go. These are all There's a lot. I love them. I love them. (laughs) I love it. She covers every area. (laughs) But this in particular, When God Says Wait, it's, it was, it's just so encouraging and so helpful for when you're in that period um, of waiting and just trusting that God is, is doing great things, even when you can't see what he's doing. And then lastly, the progress. If we're continually, if we're constantly growing in spiritual disciplines, we are not ineffective and unproductive. And that's, again, we already read it, but Second Peter 1 says that we're constantly growing. We aren't ineffective and unproductive. And so here, I just wanted to say that you want to keep track of your goals and wins. Uh, Even when it's mundane, you want to keep track of how you're growing and how you're changing. And you can do that so many different ways. You can do that by journaling. You can use planners, prayer journals. Uh, My sister-in-law and I are doing a goal planning journal, which has been such a fun process to do with her. It's been building our relationship and also helping us to celebrate our wins and continue to grow and move towards our goals. And uh, that's important. It's important to know what God's doing and to to celebrate that with him. Oh, I'm so glad you're addressing this too, because I've been thinking about this for a while. I think like mm-hmm. as, as people, at least in my, like, I would say sphere, I don't know. You can tell me if it's true for you and yours, but like, I think we need to get better at celebrating. Like I'm yes. realizing that celebration is actually a discipline. And I don't think we're great at that in Christian communities sometimes. So Mm-mm, that's something I'm glad you brought up. And even like keeping track, because sometimes I even lose track. And then somebody else will say, well, you know, Mallory, like think like two years ago, like you were praying about this and you've grown in this mm-hmm. or what. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, because so much in that that time period did happen and there was growth. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wasn't tracking it. And I think yeah. it's it's easy to lose sight in the day-to-day, you know, the tiny mm-hmm. little. But I'm so glad you brought that up because I think celebration's a discipline and I think we need to get better yeah. at it. And I love celebrating things. So I'm really excited that we're, we're going to start doing that more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we are. We should celebrate things together. We can text yes. each other and be like, yes. we need to celebrate something Even the small it. wins. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, like, for it's, sure. God loves that. And, you know, you see it he in does. the scriptures all the time. Like he's so into yeah. celebrating what he's done and how he, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just think that's so cool. So I'm glad you brought that up. 
I love that. I loved it in the Old Testament when God said, you're going to have a celebration. You're going to have like this amazing festival. You're right. going to eat some really good food yes. and you're going to get together and celebrate all the good things I've done for you. Yes. Like, I love that he He commands that in the Old Testament, but we don't even think about it today. We're like, oh, I just got to keep moving. Got to keep trucking, you know, whatever yes. we've got to do. But there's such don't a stop to think about there's it. There's so much spiritual. Yeah. I, I think there's so much we're missing out on and disconnecting yeah. from when we're not doing that and I think yeah. we're just yeah we're thinking about the next thing you know to grow yeah. in or, or work it's on cultural but like, but yeah it's it not is. necessarily spiritual because I know? think some it's celebrating can feel like superfluous or like this mm-hmm. false sense of I don't know it, but if it's yeah. if it's for the right if it's, if it's with the right heart I think it's awesome yeah. to celebrate yeah if it's about God it's yes. that's awesome he wants of to course. celebrate with us yeah <laughs> Bring on the balloons and yes. the confetti. <laughs> yeah. So all of that, all of that kind of came together for me. Mm-hmm. I I know just where we are right now. So many of us are just done. We're it's done true. with the monotony of every day. We're done with what's going on with the world. We're done with the fact that the world looks not all that different than it did a year ago or maybe years ago, years in the making. Um, but God is working good. He's making a stream in the desert and he's bringing all things into bloom again. Mm. And I just want to finish it out with a beautiful picture of what it looks like to be rooted in God, which is in Jeremiah 17, seven to eight. Mm. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And that's where we want to be. We want to be well watered and refreshed by God. So I pray for you all that are listening to this and for myself (laughs) that we can stay steady in our practice and keep waiting for the miracles and transformation that is happening in the watering. And I pray that we can celebrate it when it comes through and we see it happen in our lives. Even so, the little small yeah. growth. Ah, thank you so and much. The little things. Jen, this was amazing. <laughs> I love that you pointed out that in the watering, in the waiting is actually where the transformation is happening, um, even if we can't see it. So we don't need to despise or roll our eyes at these seasons, right? If we mm-hmm. remember that God is making mm-hmm. things grow and he is yes. faithful to us and to his promises yeah. and our small decisions of showing up, oh our God. small acts, you know, as living sac- sacrifices, mm-hmm. whatever that might be or look like mm-hmm. for everybody in their individual little spheres very much matters, you know, to God and, and yeah. to, I just think his kingdom, you know, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think consistency is actually somewhat a radical concept. <laughs> Maybe that's mm-hmm. just for me. I don't know. It maybe, is. Maybe no, is, it is. Maybe this is saying more about me. I'm really putting my dirty laundry out there today. But there's so <laughs> much that God develops in us just through consistency, this idea of showing up. And I see this in you, and I can see how much you love God. So thank you so much for sharing all this with us and your heart with us. It thank helps you for me so me. much. Oh, anytime. You come back anytime, girl. Oh. Um, <laughs> and everybody who listened, we hope, you know, you just feel supported in in whatever season you may be in in your watering process um and yeah I pray you just hold on to those little kisses from God and you know whatever that Mm -hmm. may be so thank you so much for spending time with us and listening we will catch you next time on the podcast we are one